You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Humility and grace is the title of this devotion. Of course, we know that he gives grace to the humble. That's quite a familiar verse, isn't it? I read to you a couple of days ago on Monday, Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. And I want to go ahead and start this devotion with the same because I I want you to see that. That verse is just so powerful where the Lord says, Thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite one. You could see the grace is where the Lord begins to lift you up. Peter says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. And that road of humility can sometimes seem quite long. And, and I personally have discovered that in, and discovered is a big word to say. In other words, I've come to see is maybe more fair how worth it is to keep humbling yourself, keep humbling yourself, keep humbling yourself. Even when it's unfair, it's kind of like it says in the book of Acts, in his suffering, justice was denied him. The school of injustice is a school that can take a long time because we have a hard time learning our lesson. And what is the lesson in the school of injustice? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. When justice was denied him in his suffering, Jesus did not avenge himself, but humbled himself and committed himself to God who judges righteously. First Peter chapter 2, verse 23 talks about this in 22 and 23. And so I want to encourage you. God wants you to live in the incredible graces by which he enables you to live to his praise and glory but that does demand that you learn the way of humility and there is a well-trodden way. You see, there's others who've gone before you. You're not the first one to have to find this for yourself. Sometimes we act like we have to reinvent the wheel to be able to get somewhere, but that's not true. There's others that have already been there and done that and have got the t-shirt, so to speak. You know that statement. And here David would be a phenomenal example of humility and grace in that he shows the way. He shows the well-trodden way. He shows the the good old way. The Bible says, I think in Jeremiah somewhere, stand and ask for the good old way and walk in it. And here David says in Psalm 51, his famous contrition, you humble psalm. He says in verse 17, the sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. You see, David was a man after God's own heart, not because he never made mistakes, but because he, when he did make mistakes, he humbled himself. 
and he, did, he submitted himself to God's dealing with him. And he stayed humble until God completed his work of, of transforming in him. And that is an important part of, of humility, finding grace. He says in the Passion Translation, that's Psalm 51 verse 17, the fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down at your feet. Again, the fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down at your feet. You see, we all folks have an opportunity in life and it comes around, it does where we can enter the well-trodden road of brokenness and contrition, of humility and contrition. Where contrition means you're so remorseful, repented of what was not right in God's sight. Folks, it, 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 nowadays we live in a society, you can kind of do anything you want to and people are cold to it and hardened to it and people aren't moved by it anymore. I mean, there's very little that nowadays moves people when it comes to doing things that are not right. I'm not saying that today people aren't moved by many of the things happening in the world. And there's, of course, a lot of people who are very, very compassionate towards many of the trials in this life. But I'm talking about, it seems like you can do whatever you like and it doesn't create a shock in the Western society. And I, I see the well-trodden way, my friend, is where we ourselves are still shocked by saying, how can I have allowed myself to think, talk, act, or do? Oh God, and you come into that road of contrition. Contrition means remorseful, lamenting, weeping, mourning over what was not right in God's sight. And, and that's entering that road. James chapter 4 verse 10, I think, talks about this. And, and you enter that road that David knew how to go. David knew how to find that road because he'd been on that road so many times. And it is on that road that he had found the grace that lifted him up out of that despair and lifted him up out of that remorse into right standing with God, into peace with God, into joy with God, and how we need this today. In Isaiah chapter 66, oh, I, I want to say I love this verse, but you always hear me say it, so I better not. For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord, Isaiah 66 verse 2, but on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. You know, folks, it ought to be that we're in such a place of humility that we can just read the scripture and we begin to worship God or weep or pray because it so grabs our hearts. Oh, how I long to live in such a place that I am so sensitive to God's word that the slightest breath of it makes me open up to him and makes me tender hearted 
to embody it and respond to it and act upon it. It's not just hearing that God's looking for, but responding and acting upon what he shows in his word. And he says, upon this one will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. You see, God would bring you into such a place of submission to him. Go with me to 2 Kings chapter 22. 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 1. 2 Kings 22, verse 1. Where are you? Here you are. Josiah, listen now, was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedediah, the daughter of Adiah of Boscath. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left hand. Verse 11. And it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law, right? So here, after some time, the book of the law was found and it was read to him. And when he heard it, he tore his clothes, you know, as in, oh my goodness, we have been so far away from what God shows in his word. On this one will I look, him who is poor and contrite of spirit and who trembles at his word. And here I'm showing you what that means. And it says in verse 18, and as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke. (coughs) Yes? Uh, against this place and against its inhabitants that they would become a desolation and a curse and you tore your clothes and wept before me I also have hurt you says the Lord do you see that when we humble ourselves just simply by hearing the word how God sees it do you see that do you see it at on this one will I look, him who is of a poor and contrite spirit and who trembles at my word, Isaiah says in chapter 66, verse 2. And here I'm showing you from Second Kings here, chapter 22, how Josiah, who was one of the kings who served the Lord with the same heart as David did, his forefather. And here... He, when he heard the word and how God had said, because of your behavior, these things are going to now happen. And he tore his clothes and said, oh God, please have mercy, have mercy upon us. And when God saw that in him, he responded to it. Do you see God is looking to respond to to somebody today who will truly humble their hearts before him? Isaiah chapter 38 Okay, Isaiah 38, verse 1. Now, Isaiah 38, verse 1. Now, Sephathath, the son of 
Mathan, Gadaliah, the son of Pashur, Jukal, the son of Shelemiah, and Pashur, the son of Melchiah, heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken to all the people. Well, this is why I'm struggling a bit with reading it, because I'm in Jeremiah instead of in Isaiah. So thank you for your patience with me here. I'm already thinking, that don't sound like I was... Okay, here we are. Woohoo! In those days, chapter 38, verse 1 of Isaiah, Hezekiah was sick and near death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall, prayed toward to the Lord, and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I've walked before you in truth with a loyal heart and have done what's good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer, I've seen your tear, tears, surely I will add to your days fifty years. Wow. Do you see Josiah tore his clothes by simply hearing the word and God saw it and responded to him there in 2 Kings 22. Here in Isaiah 38, Hezekiah is laying on his bed. Isaiah is giving him the word of the Lord. He turns around towards the wall in his bed and he weeps and weeps when Isaiah is walking out of the palace. And he says, Lord, look, I've done what's right. I've served you with a loyal heart, right? I've served you. I've walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart have done what's good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And immediately the word of the Lord came to Isaiah and and Isaiah went back and said, the Lord heard you and saw your tears and his attitude. You see how things can change when we humble our heart. You see how humility can open the door to grace. You see how humility can open the door to grace. Do you see maybe, I don't know about you, but I sure need it. Do you see how we for our own children need to open the door to grace when the enemy maybe has terrorized them or maybe has pushed them or led them in a different direction. Do you see how for our marriage, for our home, for our circumstances, God is looking for you and me to follow Josiah and follow Hezekiah and open the door to grace. Do you see humility opens the door to grace? Look what it says in verse 15 here in Isaiah 38. What shall I say? He has both spoken to me. He himself has done it. I shall walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. In other words, in the humility of my soul. O Lord, by these things men live. And in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, that I wept in remorse. But you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. 
wow. My goodness, God is beyond measure, isn't he? For show cannot, the place of the dead, thank you. Death cannot praise you. In other words, when people died, you cannot hear them singing your praises. And those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your truth. The living, the living man, he shall praise you. And I, as I do this day, the Father shall make known the Father shall make known your truth to the children. Wow. And the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore we will sing my song with stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. And Isaiah said, let them take a lump of figs and apply it as a poultry, as a cream on the boil, and he shall recover. Oh, my goodness. I love it how God showed his power to heal Hezekiah and still used medicine to do it. In other words, the Lord says, don't think medicine is your enemy when I'm with it. I'm in it. You do need to have God's leadership because you need to really have his wisdom, what to use for what circumstances. One more Example in closing in Matthew chapter 15 about humility that opens the door to grace. Matthew 15, we read about a Syrophoenician woman or a woman from the region of Syrophoenicia. And Jesus went out, verse 21, from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the from that region and cried out to him saying have mercy on me O Lord son of David my daughter is severely demon possessed here in the Matthew it says Cain uh, but in another one of the gospels it says Sarah Phoenician so just to, to help you get that and she says and the woman right says my daughter is severely demon possessed but he answered her not a word And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. And he answered, and he said, I was not sent except for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. You talk about humility opening the door to grace. Grace for her daughter. Her daughter was at home. She's out there with Jesus. And you could see how mama interceded and her daughter was healed. Do you see the power that you can have to help your children or family or friends or others by standing in the gap for them? Like this woman stood in the gap for her daughter. Do you see how humility opens the door to grace? That it didn't offend her to be compared to the little dogs? You see how many times we forfeit the graces that God has because we allow ourselves to get offended. I've seen it happen. The spirit in which Jesus spoke was not disdaining. The spirit in which Jesus spoke was not crude, rude, or harsh. People who don't understand the culture of the day don't understand the language he used. But Jesus isn't disdaining. It's not his nature. He isn't 
belittling her and mocking her, you little dog. No, that none of that spirit to it. Jesus was saying, the bread that I've come to give is for the children of Israel. It's like somebody sitting at the table and and the bread is there for the people at the table. It's not for the little dog under the table. And she said, yes, Lord, I understand that. However, the little dogs can eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You see, Jesus wasn't saying you're a dog. He's just saying this bread is meant for them. And he's using that metaphor. And she didn't get offended by it. Why not? Because her heart was humble. Humility opens the door to grace to your own house. I have seen people close the door to their own house because they allowed themselves to get offended, actually, when they were spoken to with a lot of love and grace, when they were interceded with. And I want to encourage you today, let grace open the door. Let humility open the door to grace to your own house, to your own marriage, to your own family. I tell you, there's been times in our marriage this April, in 2023, the 13th of April, Virginia and I will be married 40 years. But there's been times, my goodness, if we had not found, if we had not humbled ourselves before the Lord and found that grace, we wouldn't be married today. The enemy would have devoured us. But the Bible says you are here and alive today because you held on to the Lord in Deuteronomy 4.4. And Lamentations 3.21 says, because of God's mercies, God's grace, we are not consumed. Oh, Virginia and I would have been consumed many times because the consumer, the destroyer came to the house. But we humbled ourselves and we humbled ourselves and humbled ourselves and grace entered in and saved us when we should have been devoured. Come on, dear friends. Josiah. Destruction was coming, 2 Kings 22. But he humbled himself and grace came instead. Hezekiah. Get your house in order. You're going to die. But he humbled himself and grace came and he lived. Do you see how things can turn? If we'll humble ourselves, if we stop being angry, stop being offended, stop being irritated, stop accusing, stop condemning, stop being crude and rude and harsh and and allowing the destroyer to take over our lives because the destroyer, he comes to employ you to destroy your own house, your own marriage, your own family. But as you humble yourself and refuse to hand yourself over to the destroyer, but hand yourself over to grace, grace will come and begin to restore and to heal. Amen. Have a good day.